1: This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. One of the best compliments and pieces of feedback that I get from people is that I made them feel like a storyteller. I finally made them feel like like a storyteller, the thing is, we're all storytellers. But that 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 little bit of feedback is so insightful because it speaks to the issue that many of us deal with, which is an internal psychological issue. It's an identity issue. It's that that imposter syndrome in the back of our head is is you know speaking up and telling us that you know we're we're, we're not a storyteller or we're not this or we're not that or we don't have a good story to tell when in fact that we do. In fact, we're not just storytellers by nature, but we are certain kinds of storytellers. And today my guest is Andy Enriquez, and he is a master at helping people understand the kinds of storytellers they are. In fact, you're going to want to stay tuned to the end of this episode because I take his storyteller quiz live on the podcast and figure out what kind of storyteller I am and where I can improve and what's good about the story type of storyteller that I am. He gives you a number to text so that you can take the quiz right then and there, and then once you've established that, you understand how you can move forward. This episode, Andy is full of energy, full of insights. He's done a lot of work, but he's so passionate about it, which is why we clicked and we linked up and, and you know to begin with, but you can tell that he knows this stuff because he gives it to you an easy to understand bullet points that are concise and to the point and easy to automatically apply to your strategies. It's not big picture theory all head up in the clouds. It's feet on the ground, you know, boots on the ground, moving forward with our strategy and our tactics and becoming master storytellers. Every quarter, he leads his master storyteller academy, and this is exactly what he walks people through: understanding how to accomplish, what kind of storyteller you are, and what kind of stories you should tell. This was a first for me to do something like this, you know, live on the show, and uh, I loved it. I mean, and, and he show Andy shows and proves that he can do it instantaneously in just two minutes with me. That means he can certainly do it with you. So Andy gives jewels and gems left and right, but he also gives resources and links that you can apply as soon as you listen to this episode. So check it out. I had a great time talking to him, but because there's so many jewels and gems in this episode, I'm not going to dawdle and waste any more of your time. Here is my conversation with Andy Enriquez, and I hope that you love it. When exactly I found you, I mean, this is my job, right? To, to, yeah. to find people that are, you know, uh, creatively using storytelling to help other people. And so yeah. I'm not exactly sure, like, what led me to you initially. But when I found you, I was like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> I just immediately saw, you know, some of your, your speaking videos and just the energy that came out. Um, yeah. And it was genuine. It was authentic. And you could see that. And, uh, I saw some of the videos from, uh, your events, like your, your academies, which I yeah, want to talk about today. Academy, and yeah, I just yep, saw yep. the vibe that you like set out, like people coming in dancing. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, look at this because, you know, we all know now, especially if you're in marketing, that storytelling is, is something that we need to be doing. A lot of yeah. people understand that it's a very powerful way for humans to connect and, and, and convey their messaging. But, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it can be, uh, marketing talk can be a little boring sometimes, especially with those people that are really data driven. But that's that first thing where I realized like, oh, I like what he's (laughs) got going on here. I want to talk to him. So I want to learn a little bit uh, about, you know, your story, right? Like how you ended up here. So did you come from the marketing background? Were you a live storyteller? Where do you fit and how have you fit into this storytelling space that we're both in?
2: all right so perfect so we're about to so we're we're about to kick right in because rain i just want to say are you are you recording yet
1: yeah let's go
2: okay i didn't see i didn't see recording that's why i was just saying that okay yeah yeah, perfect yeah man so fantastic man so you know it's, it's interesting i grew up in like this uh caribbean household rain You know, my parents told me the key to success in this country, man, they say, you got to go to school, you got to get a good education and you got to get a good job. And, Mm -hmm. you know, having enough friends that are not Caribbean, like you don't have to be in a Caribbean household to have heard that. So I followed the script. I went to school at Florida State University. I got my undergraduate degree in accounting uh, for any Seminoles listening in. Go Knowles. I got my master's degree in corporate accounting. And while I was in the master's program, there was a group of us. We were like insane. We we're like getting our masters, and at the same time, I was preparing and studying for the CPA exam. Mm-hmm. And so I end up graduating with a master's in corporate accounting, and I took the CPA exam and passed it on the first go round. And I landed a job with one of the largest professional service firms in the world. And then, rain—the crazy thing is, man, I got there and I was like, dude, there's got to be more than this. Yep right? Because I'm like, how in the world did I like, I followed the script. I did exactly what they told me to do. I went to school, got a great education, even graduated summa cum laude, you know, did everything that I was told to do. And I'm working with a great company, PricewaterhouseCoopers, one of the big four public accounting firms, Mm -hmm. and had every reason to do well around great people. But inside, I was like, man, there is God to be something more than this. And I'm pretty sure that there's some people listening in right now um, and you have showed up to a relationship, you showed up to a job and you showed up to a place in your life and you're saying like, man, there's got to be something more than this. And and Rain, I'm going to be honest with you, man, for like probably about like a year and a half, I mm-hmm. thought about taking a chance on myself. I thought about becoming an entrepreneur. I can't exactly say I knew I was going to become like a strategic storytelling expert, a keynote speaker. I just knew that there was something else that I wanted to do. And, um, I tell you, man, for a year and a half, this is what the conversation sounded like. I would talk myself into <laughs> it and then I would talk myself right back out of it. I know, I know we've all done that, right? Yep. It, it was like, come on, man, you can do it. You can get out there. You can become an entrepreneur. You can, you, know, you can impact and change lives. You can make things. But then another part of me would be like, wait a second, man. You did spend a lot of time getting your undergraduate degree. You did get a master's degree. You did spend a lot of time studying for the CPA exam. And you are working one of the big four public accounting firms. And one thing, Rain, right, I love to, to like, sort of copy my mom's uh, sort of accent. My mom has a strong Haitian accent. Okay. And when I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers, she used to say all the time, oh, my, my son, N.Z., you know, he's a CPA. He worked uh, for the company Coopers. You know, he, <laughs> he's doing very good. I'm very proud of my son. And with my mom always talking about how proud she was of me, man, it was a really, really tough decision for me to make. Not tough as in I didn't know that I needed to make decision, but tough for me to really just sort of break that, mm-hmm. that, that, that comfort of getting that paycheck. And so for me, man, December of 2004 became like my defining moment. And I always like to drop the quote by uh, Kevin Costner, one of his movies, not, not the bodyguard, but the movie <laughs> called Tin Cup. He dropped the line, right? Yeah, you dropped the line in there. He goes, when the defining moment comes, either you define the moment or the moment defines you. Mm. And so for me, man, December of 2004 was my defining moment, right? And the reason why was like, that was the moment that I finally built up the courage to leave corporate America and step out there and go after my goals and my dreams. Now, I would love to tell you, man, that I had it all figured out, that I knew what I was going to do but I did not. And the moment I left corporate America, the one thing I at least knew was that I needed to do some personal development. I need to go to Mm -hmm. workshops and seminars. And so I remember going to this workshop and seminar, man, there was this guy in the front of the room, really dynamic. I was watching this guy, the way that he like captivated the audience, the way that he leveraged stories. And I was like, man, this guy is amazing. And I remember at the end of him presenting, I just ran up to him and I was like, sir, my name is Andy Enriquez, sir. Um, I love what you're doing. I I, I don't know much about speaking or anything like that, but I would love to train and learn under you. And, And he directed me to go to the back of the room and go talk to the director of his coaching program. And that gentleman, which I'm pretty sure you're familiar with rain and the majority of people listening in is one of the top five speakers in the world. Mr. Les Brown so right so the one and only Les Brown so at that moment I was like terrified because I signed (laughs) up for his thirty thousand dollar coaching program at the time his platinum speaker program but he had like this affinity for Mm -hmm. storytelling And I had the opportunity, having like studied under him for about five years, that I would travel around and watch him deliver keynotes and speeches in front of different audiences. And I would watch him come into a room and it'd be complete strangers sitting in the room. And then I would watch him over a period of just like 45 minutes transform strangers into raving fans. And he did that primarily through, of course, power, feeling and conviction, which Les Brown is known for, but through his capacity to be able to connect to them through storytelling. Mm. And, And then after a while, man, you know, success leaves clues, man, Rain. So what happened is after a while, I was like, wait a second here. These audiences are changing. These topics are changing. But this guy has like some key stories that he always tells. Mm-hmm. And not only has he told those stories, but these stories seem to have the same type of effect on the audience, right? They, they, these stories have this ability to just create this bridge and this connection between him and them. And it's almost like, it starts off where he's like facing the audience, but as a result of telling the story, it's almost like he puts his hand around them, right? And he's like side by side. It's like, hey, we're friends, we're in this together because I know what it's like to face challenges. I know what it's like to go through adversity. I know mm-hmm. what it's like to have dreams and desires and things that you wanna do. Um, and so that really was probably like where my influence around this thing of stories really came through, but but here's the thing, man. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's the the accountant, former accountant in me, and also I'm, you know, the analytical right. uh Uh, person in me but the thing about it is that I would watch and at first watching the storytelling it seemed like magic Mm -hmm. right it was like something's magical mystical about this right but maybe it was the, the the repetition and the analytical part of my brain that after like a year of being like saying wow this is magic I was like wait a second maybe this isn't magic maybe there's some patterns in here. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some structure to this. Maybe there's some intent behind how these stories have this ability to be able to connect with people. And so what I noticed was that there was a strategic way of sharing and telling stories. And I really just started getting, just just diving in, man, and just mm-hmm. just trying to see if I could, Number one, develop my own stories. Uh, if I could, you know, build the muscle, man, and, and practice sharing and telling those stories uh, in front of different audiences and listening to the way they respond to figure out what needed to be developed. And, and that began my journey, man, of really just getting, getting crazy about communication mm-hmm. and getting crazy about storytelling.
1: At that point did you know who you wanted to talk to like what type of person you wanted to help through through
2: you know you learning this skill did you have an idea of who you wanted to use it on now let me tell you man i wish i could tell you that man let me tell you when i first got into the speaking space uh-huh. um i was blessed and fortunate when i did leave corporate america and i was trying to figure things out um i went to a gas station man to go pump gas and i i see this like really like high energy high personality dude and we end up a complete stranger we Mm -hmm. end up talking in the parking lot of this gas station for like 45 minutes and that guy till this day is one of my best friends he's actually uh the former hall of fame running back for the university of florida uh nfl he played in the nfl eight years eric rett and when we connected it was after his nfl career where Mm -hmm. when i ran into him at the gas station but at that time He was um, investing in real estate. He was flipping homes and so forth. And I had just left corporate America, had a little money saved up. I was looking for something to do. So I started investing in real estate. And in the process of investing in real estate, I started like, I found this little niche in real estate called wholesaling. Mm -hmm. And really what happened is I was going to these real estate meetings and I was having some success and people after the meetings were coming up and asking me questions. Mm -hmm. All right. And then somebody asked me, hey, will you put together a seminar? I was like, what the heck is a seminar? Right, right, right. I see I where I
1: we're like, going, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I, was,
2: I was like, what's a seminar? And then so what happened is I found out people actually wanted me to put together a session and teach them the niche of story tell- of, 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 of real estate wholesaling. And that's really the first time I started using my voice, mm-hmm. right, uh, to teach um, and to be able to uh, monetize it. It was the first time ever, right? And so what happened is when I first decided like, ooh, I really love this speaking thing, even more than investing in real estate and so forth. When I first really started positioning myself and going to workshops and seminars, I was the real estate investor slash motivational speaker. Hmm. right? And Rain, when you say, who was I gonna talk to? Dude. <laughs> I wish I could tell you, I would talk to anyone, my friend. <laughs> if you were doing a backyard barbecue, I would come and talk. If it, if you were a first grade school teacher, I would come and talk to your first grade class. If you were a high school teacher, I would come and talk. Like I would talk to anybody, man, anybody. And I was probably like four years into like trying to find my lane mm-hmm. before I found out that, wait a second, you're zone of genius is in this area of storytelling and so i wish i could tell you man oh i knew it was going to be storytelling and that no that's not even what it was what happened is i developed the skill mm-hmm. i developed the ability to be able to tell stories to be able to to capture audience and of course i was highly influenced by a tremendous storyteller les brown but mm-hmm. it was after you know really just trying to figure things out that i finally realized like wait a second this is my lane right here this is something that i have the ability to do and then maybe it's the analytical portion there's a lot of people that have the skill the ability to to, to share great stories but they can't teach others how to do it and once i realized like, wait a second i have a method to the madness here like there's actually a way to put a great story together and not only do i understand it for myself but i could teach that to other people that's when i said you know what I think I'm on to something here. And that's when I repositioned myself um, as a strategic storyteller. And I got really crazy about, you know, telling great stories and and making sure I could really connect to impact audience. And and I'll tell you this, Rain, one thing I'm proud of is that I had been at this thing, man, for a while. Like last year, Goldcast, that most people are familiar with, you know, that's the uh, big platform. They find inspirational stories to showcase. They... They featured two of my stories, but but one of the stories that they featured was I was delivering a keynote in front of an audience of about 5,000 people for a direct sales company. And I shared this story about my mom and Goldcast found the story, edited it, put it out. I think within the first month, it did over a million views. I think today it has over 4 million views. Wow. But what I love is that what they don't realize is, dude, Rain, I had been sharing that story, my friend, for over 10 years, man, 10 years, I've been working on that story, 10 years, trying that story in front of different audiences, 10 years, man, of finally saying, oh, maybe I should do my mom's, my mom's voice when I start talking about my mom here. When I go into talking about the auctioneer, maybe I should become the auctioneer. How do I where does the audience respond? When can you hear a needle drop in the room? When are they emotionally enrolled? When can I like see, when will the tears start coming from their eyes and when will they feel like they can run through a brick wall? And and, and I'm and I'm telling you, man, I laugh because when I see people say, oh my gosh, dude, I saw your gold cast I was like, dude, I've been sharing that story for years. You just didn't know of, of a guy named Andy right. Enriquez at all, man. You know, so this is definitely one of those Uh, skills that we have to continue to work on we have to develop which i which is the reason why i think that this is by far one of the best podcasts out there because you know instead of you just being on the surface you're like man we're gonna dial into stories right Mm -hmm. because this is not just something that you're just like oh yeah we're talking about no 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 this is a skill that you want to develop and it's a skill that if you take the time to develop If you take the time to to enhance this skill set, if you're listening into these podcasts, getting tips from from Rain, getting tips from myself and other amazing guests, you are gonna have more influence. You're gonna be able to build better connections. You're gonna be able to increase your revenue. And you have to remember, this is a modality. You don't have to say that I wanna become a professional speaker Mm -hmm. to leverage the ability to be able to influence, to be able to speak, and to be able to leverage stories. So one of the things that I love, Rain, is that I get to help my clients across the board that are typically entrepreneurs, coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, sometimes even people are in transition, they've been working a nine to five and now they're trying to position Absolutely. themselves as a speaker, as a coach, and they're trying to get their messaging together. And I love when they're like all over the place and they're not quite sure and I can help them to take their personal story and leverage that story and learn how to share that signature story that I like to call it, in such a way that they can build a connection with their ideal customer and client. So Mm -hmm. instead of them chasing their clients, they can attract their customers and clients. And in addition to that, they can also get people to see the value of their products and their services, and then also increase the conversion rate for their products and their services. So this is a skill set that it doesn't matter what you do. If you wanna have more influence, you wanna have greater connection, you want to be able to attract opportunities rather than chase opportunities. This is the skill set that you need to master. This is a skill set that I continue to work on, that I continue to develop. And there's plenty of people that say, hey, man, that dude is a great storyteller. And I still continue to work on and develop the craft because I understand that this pays countless dividends, my friend, countless
1: Absolutely. You know, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think what I like most about it, about what you've just said is that the takeaway for me seems to be like, just, you just got to start. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a skill that takes practice, like any skill, right? To get better and better. And I like that you kind of showed us that you just started from where you were. Like, what do I have right now? What do I know? Real estate. Okay. That's where I started. Now that evolved, Yep. As it did for me, it was fitness. I had I had made a fitness film that we sold and 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 was shown around the world, and that's the kind of place I started understanding how to tell my story on stage. And now most of my content is in a health and happiness space to to help people try to take control of their physical health, mental health, financial health, etc but it's not still based off of body weight calisthenics like it was five or six or seven years ago. So I started where I was and you did too, but it's a consistent practice that you've done over the long, the long term. So, uh, and now you, you have that niche carved out that lane that has evolved from real estate to where you've landed now and the type of people that you help now. So a lot of the people who listen to the show are are early in their journeys. Mm. They're going through that transition that you just alluded to. They have a story or stories inside of them that they really want. They're burning inside of them, right? They want to tell them, but they don't know how. And they're struggling with that moment where you and I both were at one point when we were just like, we know there's something more. And we just we just started and started where we were. And they're they're struggling to start out. So my question is, when you take someone like that, Let's say they sign up for one of your classes or, or workshops or webinars and they're, they're new to the game. They just know they want, to make a, they, they want to make a change and make a difference and they know they have it within them, but they don't know that first step. What's the first thing that you walk them through? What's the first thing you want them to understand? I know you have a lot of different uh, pieces of content that are valuable and very easy to digest, whether the types of stories or the type of storyteller they are. What's yes. that first step you take them on?
2: yeah so what's awesome is that like for my master storyteller academy which is you know we spend three days working with that person to help them to be able to put together that signature story mm-hmm. so we follow a three-part framework first we got to help them to discover the story then we help them to develop it then we help them with the delivery of the story
1: oh i love the it first
2: thing is is that you got to discover what the story is now here's what we normally find rain is that number one. Sometimes the folks say, I've got a lot of stories, (laughs) but how do I know which one is what you guys are calling my signature story? Like, I've got so many stories. How do I know which one is my signature story? So that's one, right? The second is this. I don't know if I have a story. Mm. Because I just heard this other guy share his story. And I mean, this guy was strung out on drugs. Right. This person was an amputee. You know, this person. How right can I here, compete with that? You know, how can I compete with that? So they're comparing their story to somebody else's story. Right. And comparison will immediately just destroy what your self Uh, perception is, and it'll immediately make you think that you are lacking and that you don't have something. So the first thing I always remind them is like, number one, you have a story. We all have a story. Okay. Now, what we focus on is helping them to figure out out of all of those stories, which story is going to give you the highest return on your investment. Mm -hmm. In that story, I teach five different stories, but the one that I tell people to start off with is what we refer to as the signature story. Now, why the signature story? Because that's the story that you're going to lead with. That becomes like your hit record. That's the story that serves as a magnet. That's the story that gets your ideal customer and client to feel some type of a connection with you so that they say, you know what? I like that guy, Rain. I want to learn more about how he can help me in this category. Mm-hmm. So for all of you that are listening in, that's the story that you lead off with that gets the person to say, number one, that they feel a connection with you. And then number two, that you have something that they can benefit from. Now, when we're trying to figure that out, this is what we do every single time, like clockwork. Here's what they say. I don't know, man. I can't find the story. I don't know. Are you going to be able to? And I, I'm like, listen, calm down. I've done this <laughs> one-on-one. I've done it with the best companies in the world. I've worked with Bacardi, Office Depot, Pratt & Whitney, Accenture, NASA. You know, right now we're solidifying a contract with Google. And nice. I've had the opportunity to work with the solopreneur and so forth. I've done it one-on-one, and I've done it with audiences as much as a thousand, a thousands of people in the audience. And I can assure you that this framework will help you to be able to find at least where the potential stories are. So there's basically three places that we look right and so for those of you that are listening in if you have just been listening if you're not driving right now grab a pen real quick because i do want you to write this down but this is where we look there are three categories number one challenges right we've all been through some challenges in our life but if you think about your most significant challenges that you face in your life there is most likely going to be a story there so we faced financial challenges we have faced health challenges, we have faced relationship challenges. But I want you to think about where have been perhaps your most significant challenges in life, preferably some challenge that you have gone through um, and maybe it was difficult, but you also got a lesson from it. You know, somebody once said, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. Mm
1: -hmm. I can
2: assure you that when you look back your significant challenges in life, especially the ones that you have at least unpackaged the lesson for yourself, that you have a great story there, that you can develop, that you can work on, and that not only will benefit you, but also will benefit your audience, right? So that's why one of the things that we always wanna do is if we go through an experience, like a challenge, we wanna make sure that when we experience that, we figure out, well, what's the lesson here? What can I gain here? Because chances are the lesson that you are able to pull from that experience is going to be the lesson that you're able to impart to the audience. So number one, challenges, right? The second thing is that I believe is another wonderful place that you want to look for where your stories lie are what we refer to as transitions. All of us have experienced a transition, right? So it's like where I was sharing a little earlier. You know, I had to go through a transition. I was working a corporate job. I was working for Coopers. I'm getting in my car. I'm driving through the traffic every single day. And i'm feeling frustrated and something inside me is saying there's got to be more than this and then so december of 2004 became that defining moment for me because i walked into the office of tammy klein and i turned in that letter of resignation that was a major transition i went from working a corporate job to now becoming an entrepreneur right didn't have it all figured out but that was a major transition so I want you to think about, for those of you listening in right now, I want you to think about where have you gone through a major transition, right? You think about transitions in life, right? Is somebody who is married, then they get divorced, or they're divorced and then they get married. They are uh, they weren't an entrepreneur, they become an entrepreneur, right? Or they were working a corporate job and then they make a transition. Like So any major transition is probably also going to have a great story there. So we want to think about where my life, have I encountered a significant transition? So number one, challenges. Number two, transitions. And then number three, are like what I would like to refer to as defining moments. Mm. Defining moments. Now, let me tell you what I, how I define a defining moment. Please. A defining moment is when you look back at that moment and you say that moment changed the trajectory of my life. That moment right there, I can like, if, if I were just like taking a snapshot and I said, man, when did, Everything changed for better or for worse, like what was that moment where everything changed? That becomes a defining moment so what's interesting is a little part of just like you know just us getting to know and connect with one another rain and and with everybody listening in right now was when I talked about leaving corporate America, number one, I was facing a challenge, right. and what's important to know challenges aren't always external. The challenge was me versus me right absolutely it, it was like you know the fact that I had basically followed the script and there was a part of me saying, man, there's got to be more than this. So I was having an internal challenge. Mm-hmm. Internal turmoil is what I was facing. So your challenges aren't always external, right? But then the other thing is, guess what? It was also a major transition for me. I went from working in corporate America to basically stepping out on my own to become an entrepreneur. That was a significant challenge. And then the other thing is, if you look at my life, and you say right now, for those people who know me as Andy Enriquez, the um, you know, master storyteller, founder of the Master Storyteller Academy, you know, oh, I saw him deliver a keynote on storytelling, right? That guy would not have existed if it wasn't for the defining moment in December of 2004, when I finally built the courage to walk into the office of Tammy Klein and turn in my letter of resignation, right? Now, here's what's interesting it doesn't have to fit every single one of those categories. So I don't want someone listening in right now and thinking that your story needs to be a challenge, a defining moment, and also this really, really major um, time in your life where you went through a transition, right? What I want you to understand is that if you just simply focus on one of those at a time, maybe you focus on, okay, what are my top three challenges in my life, okay? What were my one or two biggest transitions um, and maybe perhaps what was, you know, a defining moment? I can assure you that now when you go back and now you can begin to find what's the story. Mm-hmm. and that's at least helps us to now discover what the story is and that's where we start off and it doesn't matter where someone's starting off now the one extra step that we do do right rain so the average person who, who attends my master storyteller academy normally they're developing their story for a specific reason sure right so so they're they're normally entrepreneurs and they want to strengthen their message so that they can you know advance their business so that they can sell more of their products and their services. Right. Or they are coaches and they want to begin to attract coaching clients or they're already successful with what they're doing. They're trying to uplevel their game or they are speakers and they're trying to become even better. So we do take into consideration also, what is it that they're currently doing? But interesting enough, people always think that, man, my story needs to tie directly into what I'm doing man, they're often surprised how easy it is for us to be able to pivot and make the connection. So first we gotta discover what is the story and then afterwards we can always find a way to pivot and tie it into what it is that we're currently doing. And typically in a much more creative way than the person even imagined, right? And so that's where we typically start. We start off with figuring out what is the story. We gotta discover what the story is, challenges, transitions, and defining moments I love
1: that dude that's so and that's so you are good at conveying this information <laughs> <laughs> I mean that back to what you said before that's such a big a big part of it. You can be good at something, but it's a whole different skill set to to explain it so someone else can latch onto it so i uh, I, I like that a lot and, and everything you said was really easy to understand um, another thing I think that you do that's really easy to understand is the what type of storyteller. Uh, are you quiz yeah so man. i was wondering if we could do this live because i haven't taken that quiz i'd like to fit to find out what type of storyteller uh i would be classified as would we, would we be able to do that today
2: yeah 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 man so it's awesome so what's really really cool is uh for those of you listening in right now like if you want to join rain um, this is really fun because the quiz is only going to take you a minute. Like it'll take you one minute to complete the quiz. Um, and all you have to do is you go to storytellerquiz.com, storytellerquiz.com. And you know what? If you're one of those people, you're like, Andy, you know what? Could you just send it to my phone? If you want me to send the quiz directly to your phone, all you have to do is text the word story to 954-278-3701. I'm going to say it two more times for you. You're going to text the word STORY to 954-278-3701. When you do that, it's going to send you a quick uh, text message. It's going to ask you uh, for your email address so that we can send you the quiz both to your email and to your cell phone. And then right there, you'll be able to go ahead and take the quiz. So one more time, you'll text the word STORY to 954-278-3701. Right. Nice. So if you can write real quick, Rain, I don't know. I, you didn't do it yet. So if you want, you can pull up a browser or you can text it. I'm going to text it. I like yeah, the text yeah. option. Right. So, Ladies so and cool. gentlemen,
1: Andy makes it easy for you. <laughs> uh, so I remember nine, five, four.
2: Yeah. Nine, five. So you gotta text, the word story. And in nine, five, four, two, seven, eight, 37 Bet.: Yeah. And then after you do that, it's going to ask you for probably like your email address, putting your email address, and then it's gonna send you the quiz, and then you can you can take the quiz, and then it'll, it'll be real interesting. And, and and while while Rain is doing that, let me let me let me share this with all of you, right? So here's here's what's important to know. Regardless if you got any kind of training in this area of storytelling, you already naturally are sharing and telling stories in a way. Now mm-hmm. here's what's interesting for you to know: the way that you are telling stories. it it, naturally, there are some things that are working for you And there are some things about the way that you tell stories that are actually working against you. Right. So, so that's, that's really important for you to know. So there are some things that are working for you and there are some things that are working against you. And so there's basically five sort of natural storytelling styles and I'm going to share some of those styles, but we do want every single person that's listening and we want you to take the quiz. And Oh, by the way, the other reason why you want to take the quiz is after you take the quiz, you're gonna get access to a free training that I have. It's a quick 15 minute training that goes back into some of the things that I shared with you a little earlier on helping you to identify what your signature story is. So that's gonna be super critical. So you wanna make Perfect. sure you do take the quiz so that you can unpackage that. So let's go ahead and break some of those. By the way, yeah. Rain, were you, were you able to pull it up yet?
1: Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. In the meantime, uh, let, us, let, let us know what the five storytelling styles are. I see right here it says well I'll let you I'll let you uh okay uh,
2: yeah so 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 perfect so so there's there's five different storytelling styles and I'm gonna start breaking them down so here's the first the first storyteller style is what we refer to as the reporter aka the logical storyteller reporter aka logical storyteller so who's that that's the person that when they share stories they are most concerned about sharing the facts. That's the person, they're analytical, they wanna share the facts, they're straight to the point. And if you think about that person, we wanna think about like an attorney, we wanna think about perhaps a doctor, we wanna think about a scientist. This is the person that, you know, what's most important to them are the facts, what's most important to them are the figures, And they're not really concerned about connecting with people emotionally. Now, here's the cool thing about the logical storyteller, right? They're really, really great at giving us the facts and the figures and the information that we need. However, the pitfall of being a logical storyteller is that they oftentimes do not make an emotional connection. And so when we fail to make an emotional connection, unfortunately, it gets really, really hard for people to actually remember you. And so one of, the, one of the what I like to call areas for growth for the logical storyteller is to get a little bit better at being able to not just share just all of these facts and figures, but find a way to connect with people on the emotional level. Right. And they're going to do that. By being better storytellers. So I want you to think about that if you're a person who's really big on sort of the facts, you're straight to the point, right? When, when you talk to people, you're highly direct. When you're telling a story, you're not into, you know, trying to enroll them emotionally. Chances are you're a logical storyteller. Now that's great because you're really good. You're fact driven. You're detail oriented. However, we need you to do a better job of connecting with people emotionally. So that's the logical storyteller, right? Uh, Rain, by the way, did you, did you take it yet? I did. All right, did you get your results?
1: I did, I just finished it. I am considered a marketer, the open loop storyteller.
2: Yes, the open loop storyteller, excellent, excellent. So we'll go ahead and jump right there to the marketer. So the marketer is the person who's the open loop storyteller. They are great at being able to start a story connecting with people, immediately getting their attention. Now, for a marketer who is aware of what they're doing, it can work to their benefit because a marketer, if you remember back in the day, for those of you, you know who used to watch soap operas or you're aware of soap operas, I remember growing up as a kid, my brother, my aunts, they used to watch like these soap operas. Like it was called like General Hospital, All yeah, My yeah, Children.
1: Yeah. My mom and used to watch all of yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, man. And these soap operas would last for years, right? And the way that they got people to keep showing up for the next episode is they would start a story, get you enrolled, but leave the story unfinished so that you would show up the next day to catch the next episode. So, the reason why we call the open loop uh, storyteller the marketer is because they're great at getting your attention, enrolling you into a story, but then sometimes they purposely leave the end open so that you leave yourself wanting and desiring to know more. Now, here's where it's not good for a marketer is when you are an open loop storyteller and you're not even aware of what you're doing. Mm. In other words, you're telling stories and you got people's attention. And then you leave the story open and you weren't even intentionally trying to do that. And you leave people in the audience sort of scratching their head and saying, man, yeah. that was really good. But man, how does that end again? Yeah. You never really finished that and so forth. So what happens is we leave people feeling as if they've missed out on something. Now that's great when it's intentional from a marketing standpoint, that's not good. If you're, let's say you're delivering a keynote, or you're delivering a message mm-hmm. and you intended for the story to land and to be wrapped in a bow and really be completed. So it's going to be really, really important for those of you who are open loop storytellers to know it's a fantastic tool. It's great from a marketing standpoint. Like you can write an email to your audience, right? Start a great story and then say, hey, if you want to finish the story, join me at my blog or listen in on the podcast. Or if you want to join me, join me for part two of the training. It's great to keep people there. But if you're not even realizing it and you're talking to a prospect and you start a story and it's a great story, you got them enrolled, but then you don't finish it. And now they feel uncertainty. And because of that, they choose not to buy Mm -hmm. or they choose not to opt in or they choose not to do the next step. Then it's working against you. All right. So, so far we talked about the logical storyteller, AKA the reporter. Mm -hmm. We talked about the open loop storyteller, AKA the marketer. Now the other type of storyteller, this is the one that I fall under is what we refer to as the evangelist, AKA heart centered storyteller, Mm -hmm. right? This is the person that really, really wants to connect with people on an emotional level. So for me, whenever I get an opportunity to speak in front of an audience, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a stage, whether it's one-on-one, Rain, I want to connect with people on an emotional level, right? And so that is really, really important for me. And so because of that, I oftentimes am going to find a way um, to really share heart-centered stories, and also they're going to sense a lot of my passion and a lot of my conviction when I'm speaking. Now, the pitfall of being an evangelist, right, is that sometimes the evangelist is so enthusiastic, so enrolled in what they're doing, that they can go on and on and on. (laughs) So they got to remember at some point, just like the open loop storyteller, they got to remember to land the plane. Because what happens when an airplane takes off, and it never lands, it's going to run out of gas, Mm -hmm. and it's going to crash and burn, right? And so and and for, for, for those of you, you know, regardless of what your faith is, you know, I like to think about their evangelists as being like, you know, the pastor who's behind the pulpit that says, I'm, I'm almost about to wrap up. Just, just give me one more minute. And it's like 30 minutes <laughs> and later. And they're, like, hour, they're, they're yeah. like, yeah, just, just, just give me one more minute. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And then it's like another 30 minutes. Right. And the reason why they're so passionate, they lose track of time. Uh-huh. And so the thing about being an evangelist is awesome. Then the other thing about being an evangelist, we have to learn how to be able to shift gears. Because sometimes the evangelist brings so much energy, so much passion that it's almost like inhaling mm-hmm. and never getting the opportunity to exhale. Mm-hmm.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you noticed, but he just did it just now. Right? As soon as you brought it down, I was like, oh, what's he about to say? Right?
2: So, yeah, right. Works, so, so, so we got to be able to be able to shift the gear Absolutely. Because sometimes the evangelist could be so passionate and so on fire that you don't give the prospect, the audience an opportunity to exhale. Hmm. And the reason why inhaling feels so good is because you get an opportunity to exhale. And the reason why exhaling feels so good is because you had an opportunity to inhale. Now, if I told you just inhale and just hold it, hold it, hold it, Oh, they they let you exhale, you're going to have some discomfort. And if I told you to exhale and then I never gave you an opportunity to inhale. So the thing that evangelist has to remember is there's a flow, there's a rhythm between them and the audience, and they cannot just all the time, just fire holes and just be on 10 the entire time. They got to have the capacity and the ability to be able to bring it down. So, so far we talked about the reporter, the logical storyteller, we talked about the marketer, the open loop storyteller, we talked about the heart centered storyteller, the evangelist, and then this storyteller is what I refer to as the juggler, AKA the accidental storyteller. We (laughs) all have this friend, we all have this friend. This is the person (laughs) that everything there, what happened is, don't listen, you gotta give them some grace. Because what's happening is every thought that juggles in their mind, mm-hmm. they're going to start the thought, but without realizing it, they go to the next thought. And so this is the person when you are at the social event, they come and they start talking to you and they start one thing and then they stop and then they go to another thing and they go to another thing. And you're thinking to yourself like, have you been drinking? And then you <laughs> find out they say, actually, I don't drink. You're like, whoa, you don't <laughs> drink? Man. During this last 30 minutes, you have talked to me about so many random things, but you have not completed one thing, right? So when this person ever tells a story, it's completely by accident. And so this person is not intentional. They're not strategic. You know, one of my mentors told me a long time ago, he said, Andy, never make a point without telling a story and never tell a story without making a point. This person right here just talks. They have no intention on making a point. They, If they tell a story, hey, hey, it's great they told a story, but they have no intentionality behind what they're doing. And so we need that person to become focused. We need that person to be thinking about like, okay, look, if you're gonna make a point, what's the story you're gonna share? And if you're gonna tell a story, what is the actual point that you intend to make from that story? Like, this is super important here. Yeah. And that's the person that without realizing it, they're just juggling all these thoughts. So here's the thing, what I do like about this person is that they, they don't overthink things, right? So we mm-hmm. like the fact that you don't overthink things because you know the logical storyteller will overthink it. Right. They wanna know all the yeah, facts right. and details. So there's a lot to learn from being the juggler. However, we need this person to focus (laughs) we need this person to actually think about wait a second let's think about what you're trying to say here like what's the point you want to make here and then let's think about what's a great story that you can share to be able to help you to make the point right this is one of those things that's super super critical so that we actually know where are we going here where are we going here with the dialogue right and then so that's four of them and then the final one this is the one that I believe that all of us should aspire to. And that is the master storyteller, Mm. the master storyteller. This is the person that realizes that stories are a powerful, powerful tool. And this is the person that says, you know what, I'm going to be meeting up with a client. I am going to speak in front of an audience. I'm going to be in front of a prospect. And these are the points that I want to convey. And they're immediately thinking, okay, these are the points that I want to make, but what's a great story that I can share that's going to help me to be able to convey that point? What's a great story that I can share that's going to really help the audience or the prospect to feel some level of connection with me and some level of connection with the thing that I want to share? This is a person that is always thinking in terms of story. This is a person that you go out with and you have the same experience and you thought nothing of the experience. And then you hear them later and they're telling the most amazing story. And you're like, oh my gosh, I was there. Right. I totally did not think of all that. My goodness, you're like blown away by the way that their brain works because of the fact that they have it. And the, reason, and the, the beautiful thing is because they're so great at telling stories, they're so much more memorable, people remember them. You know, we, we've heard the studies over and over again. You know, Jerome Bruner, uh, he did a study, he's a cognitive psychologist, and they said when you take facts and figures and you put it within the context of a story, it becomes 22 times more likely that people are gonna remember what you actually shared. Mm-hmm. So the master storyteller is memorable, They're not someone who just shows up and you're like, ah, I heard from them. Well, what'd they say? Oh, well, let me go grab my notes because you can't Mm -hmm. even remember exactly what it said. But not only that, they have the ability to be able to enroll people emotionally because they're so great at using stories. You know, there's a Harvard professor by the name of Gerald Zaltman. And one of the things that he talked about is that over 90% of our buying decisions are being done at a subconscious level and they're being driven by emotion. Mm -hmm. So the master storyteller knows how to be able to enroll people on an emotional level, which then makes them more inclined to be able to get people to take action, to buy the product, buy the service, sign up for the coaching, right? To do that next step. And so that's the part that we all aspire to. And that is why, you know, I love the fact that every, you know, every quarter I get an opportunity to work with a new set of entrepreneurs, speakers, and coaches and help them, they're already out there making amazing things happen or they're in transition and helping them to up-level their game by equipping them and helping them to become master storytellers, but specifically empowering them to put together a very powerful signature story that they're gonna use to up-level their game, man.
1: Absolutely, and that's your job is to help make them a master storyteller. So when is the next opportunity for people to take your Master Storytelling Academy?
2: Yeah, so fantastic. So you know, because of the fact that we're 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 often changing the dates, the best thing that I would advise everybody to do is right now we're if if you are listening in, we are we are talking right now in the midst of this global pandemic. Right. Uh, but if you happen to catch this soon, we have one coming up in December, but if you if you miss the December one, we have one coming up in March and even if you miss that one, you wanna head over to masterstorytelleracademy.com and you'll know exactly when the next one's coming up. Now, here's the thing. Um, When you go to the website, you cannot just pull out your credit card and swipe your credit card to join my Master Storyteller Academy. Um, It is, this training is an intimate training and we are looking specifically for people who really are looking to make significant change and impact out there. They are speakers, they're coaches, they're entrepreneurs. And we do require that you apply so that we can make sure that you're a good fit for the training. Um, And then once you're a good fit, then we'll go ahead and give you all the rest of the details so that you are able to make a decision as to whether or not this is um, the right training for you. But one thing I do know is that, you know, we are just blown away by the amount of people who leave our training. They go on to increase their conversion rate. They go to do TED Talks. They go on to boost their confidence and increase their, their, their fee as professional speakers for those that are professional speakers or the entrepreneurs that end up doing more Facebook lives, more webinars and everything because they get more confidence, they get more clarity, and now they're just better equipped to get out there and grow their business. Mm-hmm. So if you want to figure out when our next training is, the best thing for you to do is to go to masterstorytelleracademy.com, Master. Storytelleracademy.com, all properly spelled out. And then you can go ahead and click the apply button, fill out the application, and then you'll get an opportunity to speak to somebody on my team and we'll be sure to give you all the details you need so that you can go ahead and make an empowered decision uh, as to whether or not, and we could also make a decision as well to see if you're a good fit for the training.
1: Andy, my friend, I appreciate you so much, man. You are uh, your energy is infectious. You are quite the evangelist for storytelling. Buddy. <laughs> I uh, I really appreciate you spending some time with with me and my audience today, and and that was chock full of good information. So I know they're going to be appreciative too.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate it, Ray. Man, let me just say this: um, you guys are listening in to the right podcast. Um, you know, I, I had an opportunity to listen into to a couple of your, your podcasts, man. They're absolutely amazing. Thanks, and friend. I just encourage anybody listening in. Keep listening in, man. He's always bringing in awesome guests. And make sure you connect with Rain himself. And and for those of you who are on social media, uh, connect with us on social media. I'm um, Show Up for Your Life on Instagram and Andy Enriquez on every other platform. So Show Up for Your Life on Instagram, Andy Enriquez on every other platform. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. And please make sure if you come back, uh, let Rain know, let me know uh, after you've taken the Storyteller Quiz definitely. what your results are because we definitely want to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. All right, Andy. Have a great day, brother.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.
1: My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please Please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow. And that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.